What is your most audacious goal? Where do you find the audacity, right? So noble is like um, audacious means Audacious means bold, um, yeah, courageous, bold, kind of scary when you think about outside of your comfort zone. Daunting, that's a good word. I think that, um, so I think that there is a, an important distinction to make about I think it's important to bring up the distinction between a goal and a dream because if there's no project attached there's no project attached then it's not a goal yet like you don't have to have you don't have to have a lot of progress made you can be in the very beginning stages but you got a plan you got like a a path that you're trying to travel to get there So I don't want to hear about your audacious fantasies or your audacious dreams, but the audacious things um, that require courage that you've actually um, formulated some sort of means to move towards. Chan says, my audacious goal. (coughs) My audacious goal is meeting my soulmate who's female and moving in together. Having an audacious goal of cohabitating with your soulmate, making that happen. So, Miss says, my audacious goal is survival. The bonus is thriving. So the bar is set at survival. Sometimes it takes reaching something that feels like a stretch to kind of get you up and going. Um, I think a lot of times Sometimes we don't some we in some situations where we are in touch with our instinct to survive. Um, so it can seem like, hey, that's a big step for me. There's a lot of different ways to do that. I guess sometimes it's not that having survival as the objective is necessarily a bad thing. It's just a little vague because there are a lot of different ways to do it. And 
you may be faced with too many options or too many different choices and paths that can lead to it. And when you're faced with all of those different things, it's difficult to move. You can kind of be stuck. So <clears throat> to try to get a picture, the audacious thing, I guess the next audacious thing would be to try to formulate a picture of what your survival looks like. There's a way to survive that just for the sake of clarity, it's not even about just for the sake of clarity so that you can make decisions that move you in a specific direction. <clears throat> it's probably worth putting a little bit of um, meat on those bones. Like, yeah, so what, what would that look like exactly? So having the courage to get a little more specific and getting that specificity is requires bravery. Right, because once you get specific, then you're setting yourself up for disappointment. Right? And we don't want that. We don't wanna we don't want to be disappointed. So as long as we can keep it kind of vague, we can shield ourselves <clears throat> or we can we give ourselves the illusion that we are shielding ourselves from the disappointment when, you know, rather than shielding yourself from the disappointment of not meeting it, you're just existing kind of in a state of perpetual disappointment. So that's, you know. Yeah, we, we kind of create the thing that we are afraid of as we as we attempt to avoid it. We make it we make it real. We borrow from the future and exist in the thing that we fear. We borrow from the future and exist in the things that we fear. And they may not even be forthcoming. The things that we fear sometimes are not even forthcoming, but we make them our reality in the present. So. So J-Man, J-Man says, my audacious goal is to get paid incredibly well for doing what I do now, which is basically nothing. So am I, are you saying that you want the audacious goal is to get paid for doing nothing? Is that the goal? <laughs> well, one way to look at it I suppose um, I guess you have to ask yourself the question how happy you know how fulfilled you'd be if you're not doing anything because you have potential and I think to some degree um, we are robbed of so much by yeah we rob ourselves of a lot of joy when we don't move towards the things that we're capable of. It's kind of an empty feeling. So 
I would I would venture to say that even if you were paid incredibly well and had plenty of money, that you wouldn't be happy if you weren't expressing something creative or expressing something in yourself because the world is filled with people who have a lot of money who are miserable so the joy doesn't come from the compensation it comes from the engagement so yeah so I, I guess that um so what you're saying is you, there's something that you want to do, but you but the pay is next to nothing. Yeah, and money won't save you from choking on water, that's for sure. So J-Man wants to find a way to monetize what you're doing now, but this is not the, this doesn't seem like the venue for it. I feel you. Okay. Um, there's more responses. Let's take a look. Someone anonymously says that I want to have a husband, a wife, a girlfriend, and be rolling on rolling over laughing enjoy <laughs> i want to have all of those things and be happy with them so alexa says my audacious goal is to visit all the countries in the world that allow Americans, which is why I want to learn all the languages. I want to learn all the languages. So someone anonymously Somebody anonymously, they got it. They got the, I say, I got those alts, baby. I got those alts. I'll be back. Uh, I want to start hunting. I got kicked for making a joke, but it is a real goal of mine. So I didn't mean to kick you because I wasn't even watching the chat. But, you know, if I did kick you, I didn't mean to. Just stay in here. It's cool. Uh, I'll unblock you later. <clears throat> I don't just make yourself known. It's fine. I'm not going to kick you unless you say something crazy. Um, <laughs> um, Noble Ancient says that my most audacious goal is to make enough money with Armistice Games to actively leave DJs for good and work on Armistice Games full time. Full time, baby. So someone anonymously shares having my own comfortable space where I can learn about myself and love myself more. That is my audacious goal. I want to have my own space 
to live, learn to live and love myself. Yeah. So someone anonymously shares, my audacious goal is to stop feeling like nothing matters. Getting over that feeling that of, um, it's kind of like an existential thing. Like why does any of this even matter? I don't want to feel like that anymore. I think a lot of times we are kind of disconnected from that cycle of our thoughts and our emotions and our actions. And we are dependent upon a feeling of meaning when um, a lot of times we can kind of create meaning through our actions. Even independent of the belief, I think that there is a meaning that can emerge from the actions that we take. Meaning is a story that we are telling ourselves. It's not necessarily something that needs to exist externally or independently. We kind of craft that meaning through the actions that we take. So the audacious goal of trying to feel a different way, a lot of times those types of goals can be um, achieved by taking sort of the opposite or counterintuitive approach of acting. <clears throat> it's not really fake it till you make it, but it's acting yourself into a feeling rather than trying to feel yourself into an action. You don't have to feel yourself into an action. You can act yourself into a feeling and then therein a meaning will sort of emerge and then you can start kind of moving and leaning into that. That's one strategy. It doesn't work all the time, but it's a possibility. So Johnny says, my audacious, my audacious goal is to live alone and isolated from people. Johnny's like, I just need my space. You know, I just want to, I want to muck up, hermit up. I think a lot of times when you have been deprived of that solitude, you crave it. When you are deprived of solitude, you often crave it. And then sometimes when you get it, it's like, oh, I'm so alone. <laughs> uh, so looking forward, seeking that space is great to develop the capacity to endure in solitude because sometimes it is required for us to do the best work that we need to do. We need to have a retreat. But I think that it's also a deep need to maintain connections, the right types of connections. And I think sometimes when we are looking for that retreat and that isolation from others, the isolation from others is sometimes more evidence, more of an evidence that we just have the wrong people and that we don't necessarily need no people. We just need different people, different connections. Um, and, you know, we might be in a situation where we are misunderstanding what's possible based on what we've experienced in terms of connections with others. But it takes, sometimes it takes getting by yourself and having that space to realize that. All right. So Otter says the audacious goal is starting a weight loss channel. 
starting a weight loss channel. That is the audacious goal. I'm wondering what steps you've taken to start that. I know sometimes you got to step outside of that comfort zone and do some challenging things. I wonder which steps you've taken so far. I think sometimes there's some obvious first steps, but at some point it starts to get a little murky and you don't know what to do next. So. A bad plan a lot of times is better than no plan because at least if you have the plan and you can start taking the steps, you can adjust and get feedback from real world actions and make it better from there. Audacious goal is Tristan says, I'm going to finish school strong and stop being lazy. Well, if you are in your senior year, senioritis is real. Um, Those last, it's hard to summon motivation during those last months of school. Um, And a lot of times we just need to finish, right? It's not gonna look cute. It's not gonna look cute all the time, but we just gotta get it done. I think a lot of times what stops us from reaching our more audacious goal is the fact that we want to look cute while we're doing it. We want to look cute. We don't want to look bad, but I think it's necessarily the case that anytime you're trying to do something difficult that's outside of the, your range at the moment, you're not going to look cute doing it all the time. You're going to not going to be it's, it's going to be ugly sometimes. You're going to stumble sometimes. You might have to face the possibility of ridicule sometimes. Um, and you can't be afraid of that unless you intend to just look good while you're losing. You know? Howdy says that my audacious goal I'm going to get this 2022 Honda Navi ASAP. Okay. So you have a material goal, something that you're trying to cop, trying to kind of cop a whip of some sort, I guess. I don't know much about whips. I'm, I'm assuming, you know, because it's a year. What other things are... You know, what are, what are things are kind of set up by year? There's so few things that are like cars are like that. But other stuff, we don't do it by the year. So we know that model years are just a construction of the automotive industry to make you feel like you need something new. Right? Because this is arbitrary. So anytime we put a year on something, a material thing, it's usually a construction of some sort.
Oh, so that's a mini bike. Got it. Yeah, there you go. It's a mini bike. Super cheap. <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks everyone for sharing these audacious goals. Um, we're going to get ready to go to the next prompt if y'all are ready. Reset the request box. <clears throat> so what is your latest obsession? I think sometimes audacious goals are sometimes aligned with things that we are really passionate about. Maybe even on the extreme end of being obsessed with something. Obsession is a double-edged sword, for sure. It kind of gives you a lot of um, start energy, right? It can get you going. And you know, a lot can happen after that. So sometimes I think uh, we can be situated in life in such a way that we lose our capacity to become really deeply engaged in something. And when we do find ourselves engaged, it might be with something that's not healthy, right? An unhealthy obsession can sometimes give you sort of a sense of escape and lead you, um, yeah, lead you kind of a dark place. We can fixate on something that is completely counter to what is, um, our stated goal like we can get wrapped up in that and we could just hide in that you know it's a nice cozy place um, but other ways obsessions can even even when they're related to the things that are valuable to us sometimes they can shift our level of activity to a place that gets us out ahead of ourselves so so not saying whether it's a good one or a bad one, bad one. What is it? What would you say it is? So Tim says, my latest obsession is a person. My latest obsession is a person. that my latest obsession is trying to frame up my time and categorize it categorize it in sections workout sleep eating so i'm obsessed with managing my life and my time that is my obsession right now mm. 
Noble Ancient says, my latest obsession is completing Alberto's game and making sure it's, spot, it's on spot for him in every aspect of the process. I'm obsessed with completing that game. So, Mez says, I am happy to announce art. I am happy to announce art is my latest obsession. There we go. Johnny says, right, my latest obsession is my career. I know that Johnny, you just finished, you know, you just got that certification. You've been working on that. So that can give you a, a big boost when you when you accomplish a certain goal. It can give you a lot of motivation to move even deep, more deeply into the work that you're doing. So being obsessed with the meaningful work that you do. So I think that <clears throat> the um, the idea of obsession obsession can it's not without its problems. It's not without its problems because I think sometimes with obsession there comes um, there can come an attachment, an unhealthy attachment to things that are beyond our control that can leave you um, vulnerable can leave you vulnerable to a lot of pain your obsession is whether it's something that's moving you towards a meaningful goal or whether it's not either way there's an, a vulnerability that comes sometimes there's some blindness uh, that is sort of inherent in obsession because your field of view sometimes is too narrow you're so narrowly focused and pulled into a specific thing that you develop some blind spots There's the thing about obsession. All right. Howdy says, I'm currently obsessed with Spoon and social media in journal in general. I'm obsessed with social media. Hmm. I'm obsessed with social media. Spoon specifically and social media in general. 
I think that's the one that a lot of people, there's a lot of people who are um, in that position. And we know that that is, um, that can be problematic at times because it gives us sort of the appearance um, give us the it gives us the appearance of connection sometimes it gives us a simulation of some of the connections that we desire to have without all of the substance so sometimes it can be it can be a great way to make connections with people a lot of times those connections aren't as deep as we would need for them to be to function in our lives and fulfill that need completely so you have to kind of um, moderate and consider what those connections mean and make sure that they are not all that you have to sustain you. Um, yeah. Um, so we have to develop a healthy relationship with those things that we enjoy and appreciate and kind of keep them in perspective. So Alexa says, my my latest obsession is gaming. We just bought like three new tabletop games. Plus I re-downloaded Pokemon Go. I've been actively working on my Switch games too. So rekindling rekindling your obsession with gaming sometimes sometimes things that we enjoy they, they kind of lie dormant for a while or we get distracted from them or we have to set them aside intentionally um, but sometimes just a little bit of novelty we get reminded of those things that engage us so deeply and we can come back to them. All right. Let's get ready to jump into the next prompt. And uh, also, as a uh, if you're in our if you're in the Discord, uh, you can catch these prompts later, see some of the responses later. Um, you know, we're gonna try to do a better job of preserving and allowing you to see your growth over the course of your time here in the Morning Journal channel of the Writers Room Discord. I know that's a little bit confusing. But join the Discord and keep the conversation going. All right. So let's just take a second and do a quick roll call before we go to the next prompt. I'll give you a couple seconds to address this prompt about your obsession if you have not done so already. 
But shout out to the Purple Gang representing the house. We have Mo, we have Tim, we have Miss, we have Noble Ancient, Goddess of Words, and Howdy representing for the Purple Gang. Managing the stream today, we have Mez and Esso, our very capable crack staff of senior management, keeping the uh, conversation uh, in the right direction and greeting folks as they come in. We got I am I ate my donut, Corey Chan. Alexis Autumn Elf, Johnny and Alex here as well. Thank you all for being here. Let's get ready to get these last couple in. Emo says my latest obsession is green. My latest obsession is green. It's interesting, you go through colors, you go through Phases where certain colors do it for you. <laughs> so, all right, let's get ready to go into the next prompt. We're ready to do that. challenging thing I am dealing with right now. Let me reset. Blank is the most challenging thing that I'm dealing with right now. So sometimes there are some things that we are that take up a lot of our mental and emotional space. Maybe we are <clears throat> on a daily basis faced with a particular challenge or struggle or maybe it is just a momentary thing that once it's over, we'll be moving on to the next challenge. So some challenges are persistent and recurrent, and then others are momentary or temporary, situational. But at the moment, right now, what's the most challenging thing that you're dealing with? challenging thing that you're dealing with so give it a couple seconds to think this one through i'm gonna uh yeah think this through for a second i'm gonna step away from the screen for just a couple moments or from the mic for just a couple moments
All right, here we go. The most challenging thing I'm dealing with right now. That is the question. So Howdy says, getting to work. It's not that far. It's not that far, but I don't have a ride. I could bike, but the guys who owns it has aftercare before I get off. So there is a little transportation challenge to overcome. And I guess that's why your audacious goal is to get that handled. Make your life a lot easier. Most challenging thing right now. Someone anonymously says, I'm having a challenge in forgiving my friend so as not to become their enemy. So forgiveness is a challenge right now. Forgiveness is a challenge right now. It's a sad thing when your friend becomes an enemy, right? Nobody wants to deal with that. Johnny says, dealing with people is the most challenging thing I'm dealing with right now. Dealing with people. That's why Johnny's like, yo, I need to get away from these folks. I need to isolate. I need to isolate. Get away from these people. <laughs> well, that's one way to remove yourself from the challenge is one way to not have to deal with it. But, you know. So Noble Ancient says creating a buzz and then fulfilling that buzz with real products is my most challenging thing that I'm dealing with right now. Creating a buzz and then fulfilling that buzz with real products, talking game and backing it up. So between those two things, um, Noble, which one do you think is the most challenging? Because those are two distinct things which one would you say is the most challenging because most is singular most is singular so which one is uh the most but says I can easily create buzz if it's so easy then why ain't it buzzing <laughs> if it's so easy then why ain't it buzzing I don't know I don't know if it's easy or not sometimes I think for creative folks um, we retreat to creating more work as a way to avoid the buzz And maybe the buzz is too diffused over too many things. We have to put like a big push, you know, that's one strategy. Another strategy is just to be incredibly prolific and strategic. So 
Yeah. Sometimes you got to bear down and put all the weight behind a thing to launch it, really launch it. And then we can uh, kind of use that to open the door for other things. And I think a lot of times, too, one of the challenges, one of the challenges is that a lot of times once we have made something, once we have something um, and it's done, we lose interest in it. So we don't have the same level of enthusiasm when we talk about it because we are excited about the new thing. But we have to remember that the old thing is a new thing to somebody else. Um, and sometimes we leave opportunities at the table because we aren't. Um, we're not talking about it anymore because we're on to the next. And that's natural. I think a lot of times we don't necessarily maximize the potential of what we have because we're obsessed with what's new. So we got to kind of balance that. So for Alexis, the biggest challenge is being sick two days before starting a new job while still having to adult when I, all I really want to do is self-care and sleep. That's the most challenging thing I'm, I'm contending with currently. So sometimes our bodies betray us just when we need them the most. It's like, I need to be healthy and well for this important thing, and here I am, struggling. Um, a lot of times, you know, sickness can come out of nowhere. You don't have to, you don't have to earn it, right? So I guess I, it's incumbent upon us to appreciate the times that we are well and to try as best we can to, while we are well, focus on being well and doing the things that will help us stay well and maybe we can be a little more resilient when the inevitable sickness does come we can bounce back a little faster experience it a little less frequently and a less severely i know that alexis you've made significant lifestyle change that hopefully will lead to wellness when you decided to stop smoking something you've been working on for a while and the dividends for that might not happen immediately but they are coming so they are coming someone anonymously says the challenge that I'm having right now is letting go of someone I really love because they don't appreciate me Letting go of someone because they don't appreciate me. So letting go is a challenge. And yeah, definitely. I guess the only solace. The only solace, I guess, in that whole idea is. Um. 
you're not letting go of something, what you're really letting go of is an idea. You're letting go of an idea, not a person in this case, because it seems to be the case that you did not actually have them. So you're letting go of the idea. Sometimes it's easier to think of it that way when you realize that you didn't actually have that person, you have an idea about that person and then you can continue to love them and let go of the idea. Love the person and let go of the idea. Someone anonymously says, friends, I guess, I don't know. <laughs> My biggest challenge right now is, is friends. Friends. How many of us have them? Friends. Ones that we can depend on. Friends. <laughs> it's hard to make friends when you don't have the, um, sort of natural context for it to happen, right? The further you get, you know, the more difficult it is to accommodate the relationships that we have. So our capacity to, to face challenges, I think sometimes the reason why we have these, um, the reason that it's sometimes useful to have audacious goals is not necessarily because we plan to reach them necessarily. It's just about the trajectory that they give us, right? It's just like um, when you are navigating, there is a force like the moon. There's a way that you can look at the sky and look at the stars to tell which direction that you're going. So the stars are not your goal. Like you don't intend to reach the stars. You're using them to navigate. And I think audacious goals work that way. They are a navigation device. So when we use them that way and when we hold them that way, sometimes they can pull us in the direction that we need to go and give us the sort of light and energy that we need to face the challenges that come along that path. Because I think that sometimes what makes challenges difficult to overcome is a sense that we're not certain of the direction that we're going. So we might face a challenge and then we might question our direction. But if the, if the direction isn't under question, then you can persevere through the challenge. If you know you're headed the right way, if it gets tough, you can stay the course. And that's what, that's the role of those audacious goals, just as a reminder, oh yeah, this is the direction that I'm going. And just because it's a little bit difficult right now, it doesn't mean that I'm heading in the wrong direction. It's just difficult right now. So we continue. We continue. 
So the challenge for Miss says, Miss says that balancing my needs and wants while helping others, which is what I love and want to do. So there's a challenge in finding the balance of taking care of myself and then taking care of others, looking out for what I need and desire and also meeting the needs of other people. Where is the balance? Yeah, that's a tough one, especially for those who are inclined to serve. I guess having a concept of what the greater good is can be helpful. What the highest contribution is, looking at what that might be. And you understand, and when you understand that a healthy you can make a deeper contribution, more meaningful contribution, sometimes saying no right now is the most generous thing that you can do because your involvement um, in the present is not the best that you could give so when you know that there's more that you can give there's better that you can give then sometimes you can find a little peace in making those choices to take care of yourself So I am Sierra, it's got cheesecake and I'm a little bit hungry. So I like cheesecake. Okay, let's get ready to go to our next lot of us if we do have kind of audacious goals there is um, we might have some faith that it's gonna work out we might have some sense that yeah sometime in the future we can get there and um, we don't necessarily have expectations we know that it's gonna take a certain amount of time to, to reach those goals so we don't necessarily feel anxious about them because we understand it as a process. What gives us more frustration and anxiety and worry are the things that feel like they're right there and you just can't quite get there. Those things that are just out of reach, those can be the ones that can be the most frustrating and the most demoralizing. There is a sort of a, almost a cliche of kind of people giving up right at the finish line right at the goal line so many things fall apart at the very last moment because we can't quite get over that hump so what is something that feels just out of reach blank feels just out of reach it seems possible it's close enough to feel possible but it's still right outside my grasp So Miss says thriving, like I'm right there, so close to having everything I want. 
but it's right just outside of outreach just right outside of yeah we are almost there right outside of your reach howdy says true love feels just outside our reach it's just outside our reach true love So Noble Ancient says the parameters of my audacious goal from earlier feels just outside of reach for now, for now. So those are really powerful words for now. And yet those are really, um, really powerful words, powerful sentiments is like for now. This is outside of my reach and it kind of implies a commitment to continue to move forward. So yet is a powerful word. We with yet we can affirm things with authenticity. Um, we can claim things. We can speak truth truly about our situation. And when we qualify it with yet, standing sort of on the precipice of possibility again because we are still in the game so no one says that being noticed by the people I like and my friend seems just outside just out of reach being noticed seems just out of reach I think one of the things that um, when we are seeking seeking to be seen sometimes we mistake people's acknowledgement of seeing us from them actually seeing us and sometimes we make it our fault that we are not noticed when in actuality people notice and don't acknowledge that they notice um, a lot of times it's more about whatever internal drama and whatever stories people have going on in their own minds and in their own lives, like that's the thing more so than anything that you can do. People are just distracted from everything. They're not noticing anything. So I think it's important to not pull ourselves too far out of who we are for the sake of being noticed because to be noticed as something that's not authentically you is not to be noticed at all and then you can get caught in a trap of playing that game and you're seen but you're not really seen as you and that'll wear that'll lose its utility very quickly that'll lose the worthwhileness really quickly 
So Alexis says that attaining popularity as an author seems just out of reach. I need a decent local buzz in order to do a book signing to convince the bookstore to carry my book. So that sounds like um, at least a path. You have a path before you that you can pursue. I mean, there might be a few things that need to be figured out, but at least you have a direction. And then you can just try a few different things to see what you can uh, make happen towards that end. So for Johnny, finding peace of mind, finding peace of mind is something that feels just out of reach. Peace is one of those things that um, there is one of those few things that the more you pursue it, the more it flees from you. It's one of those things that you have to allow rather than pursue sometimes. Um, it's just like sleep. When you are, if you are unable to sleep, the more you worry about trying to sleep, the less likely you are to sleep. Um, there are some things that have to be allowed, have to emerge. You know, you create the conditions, but you try to create conditions for it, but ultimately you have to allow it. So Summers Logan says, keeping myself poor just seems out of reach. So I can't help but get this money. <laughs> Summers Logan says, I can't help. I can't help but get this money. I can't be, I can't stay broke no matter how hard I try. No matter how hard I try, I can't stay broke. So yeah, the things that seem just out of reach can be a little bit more, even more frustrating than the audacious goals that we set for ourselves. Just because it's so close, you can almost taste it. You can almost experience it. Um, and that's sort of like that darkest hour before the dawn type situation. Like this is, we're almost there, baby. We're almost there. Can we, can we hold on a little bit longer? Can we persevere just a little bit more? Is that possible for us? And I think it's an important, um, it's important to note that it's sort of a feature um, in our psychology, a lot of times that 
most things sort of remain at arm's length. Um, there's something, um, it's called hedonic adaptation. So even when we reach the thing that feels just outside of our reach, from that vantage point, you'll see another thing that you want that's just outside of your reach. Um, there's always going to be something there. So learning how to manage that feeling, um, that sense of incompleteness, that's sort of one of the major tasks of being human, managing that. And it's a false sense of incompleteness in many cases, but it still can crop up sometimes. And to not allow that to derail us, to have our, you know, keep us from orienting our eyes in the direction, in a positive direction. We can't let us ourselves be kind of taken out by that. Okay. So we can get ready to go to the next prompt. Let's get ready to pull that up real quick. So this prompt, this question, what do you own that you have grown tired of taking care of? What do you own that you have grown tired of taking, taking care of? think that sometimes when we reflect we realize that there were some things that we really um, wanted bad we worked hard to get it we got it we own it it's ours and then it's like man eh. <laughs> yeah, I don't really care that much about it no more now it's a burden I think it's important to note that as we are striving, um, as we are striving for different things, a lot of times those things that we work so hard for are not going to be valuable to us once we have them. And we come to realize that it was all about that pursuit or that movement in that, that direction. They were they serve not as things for us to attain. And attaining them don't ne doesn't necessarily create any long-term joy, but it just was something to move towards. And now that we have it, it's like, meh, now I'm owned by this thing that I got and now I got to take care of it. <laughs> I have to maintain it.
so Emma says that dishes dishes I'm tired of owning dishes I love the planet but I wish I could just eat with my hands <laughs> wish I could just eat with my hands yo Emma should just transition to all finger foods So, Summer's Logan says, I'm tired of folding laundry. So I got all of these clothes. I have all of these options, but I got to keep them up. <laughs> Summer's Logan says, I learned to sit down and wash dishes. There's some activities that just seem to go along with standing. Um, like cashiers, you expect them to be standing when they are like, you know, when they're ringing you up. And in my mind, there's this convention of a person standing at a register and taking your stuff. And that just seems like the right way. But when I was overseas, the cashiers sat down. They were seated at the register. So the, the thing was a little lower, right? But... It just seemed a lot chill. They seemed like they were enjoying their life a little bit more. They sit down at Aldi. Aldi is a, um, yeah, and that's a German store. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, just it's you here at work, have a seat. Take a load off. So Miss says that, um, my car, I own this car. I need to get it fixed, but people keep asking to buy it. I might just sell it. I don't know. I'm tired of taking care. Start tired of worrying about this whip. So no one says that. Schoolwork and my spoon account. I own I'm I own this schoolwork and I'm tired of taking care of it. I got this spoon account. I got this whole persona on here and I'm trying I'm tired of maintaining it. Maintaining this vibe. My life as no one has become too much. So someone anonymously says, I'm tired of hating everything. So what do you own in that hatred? What are you taking care of? What are you what are you maintaining? Are you maintaining your disdain for everything? He says, I'm tired of walking. It's no longer exercise at this point. I'm tired of walking. It's no longer exercise at this point. So I'm, you're tired of owning your mobility. 
What are you owning in that that you're tired of? So, yeah, we, 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 we kind of transition the prompt from what we own to what we're tired of. We forgot the ownership part. So Noble says, I tried to think even one thing that I own. I can't think of anything that I take care of. Hmm. I like all that I take care of. Hmm. Noble says, I ain't taking care of nothing, baby. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know what to make of that. So Johnny says, my mind, I own my mind and I'm tired of taking care of it. It's such a burden. So Tim says, my cat. Yeah, I'm a terrible person. I know. <laughs> I'm tired of this cat. This cat. <laughs> All right. So, I guess the whole point of that part of the conversation is just kind of given us a, a more realistic picture of our relationship with the things that we own, the things that we have pursued and attained and understanding how temporary everything is and how temporary our feelings towards things can be. The things that you strove for the hardest that meant the most, that sense of meaning can fade over time. And we can use that as a way to um, have a better relationship, I think, hold more lightly and be more relaxed in our movements forward to take ourselves less seriously. You can be serious about your work, but recognizing, you know, in all of your humanness that we can't invest too much meaning into these things that we attain because you know, that's not going to, it's not going to last. So Mississippi says my body, I've been stress eating, but I'm tired of not caring for my body. So I'm changing that. I'm changing that. Let's get ready to do a recap of today's session. And it's at this point that if you would like to share a key takeaway, we can do that. Let's just kind of run through one more time where we've been thus far. 
and then I'll open up the request box for you for your key takeaway. All right, in today's session, we started the conversation looking at and considering what is your most audacious goal? What is the, the thing, the daunting thing that you've committed yourself to pursue, to move towards something that is causing you to stretch beyond your current limits, forcing you or enticing you to grow into? What is that audacious goal? Then we looked at those things or what is that thing that you are obsessed about? Obsession is sort of a really deep level of engagement with a thing, person, idea. And while it can be a strong source of motivation, it is also you have to be careful not to allow that obsession to spill over and overtake you and create unnecessary blind spots in your decisions. We thought we talked about the things that we are challenged with at the moment, the most challenging things, also the things that are out of reach. We are always navigating in our lives. We're moving towards things. We are trying to achieve certain states of being. Sometimes our goals are not material. Sometimes they are spiritual and emotional goals, ways that we want to exist and feel and be. And as we move towards those things, we understand that even when we own that state, when we own that thing, we might not always feel appreciative of it. Anything can become a burden. The thing that you wanted the most can eventually become a burden. So having that relationship with um, having that understanding of sort of that part of our psychology as humans can be a helpful way for us to recommit on a daily basis to move without attachment, you know, pursue without attachment to a specific goal, understanding that this is the direction that I'm going and I'm open to and to all of the possibilities that lie along that path. So. Miss Hippie, thank you so much for the spoons. I really appreciate that. So we right now we're going to take a look at some key takeaways from today's session. And uh, yeah, let's see what we have here. So for Emma, a key takeaway is the importance of accountability. The importance of accountability is a key takeaway. Accountability is uh, people have complicated relationships with that, right? Sometimes we resist that, but it's extremely important. So Noble Ancient says that my ultimate key takeaway from this uncommon episode is that I am slowly gaining closer to my audacious goal and my dream to match. This is fun for me, too. So thanks, G, for that. I learned so much. Someone anonymously.
shares that I have a lot to think about and to stop thinking about. Number two is attention goes where attention flows. And 3G is a survivor. G is a survivor. Key takeaway. Tim says, some things or people are placed in your life for one purpose. Realize when that reason is served and move on to the next or keep around. Hmm. Realize when that purpose is served. As needed. So Miss says a key takeaway is reaching a goal is just as audacious as letting go of something that was once important. Yeah, reaching and letting go can both be audacious acts for sure. Sounds good to me, folks. Let me say goodbye to all, everyone who was watching on the video channels. We will be back tomorrow morning, 6 a.m., 6.30-ish for you guys. I appreciate your time and attention. And we have a few minutes left over for the folks in the VIP. So we can hang out for a bit moment. Got about 10 minutes left to kind of hang out in the chat.